Breaking it down with Frank McKay. The most intriguing talk in talk radio. I'd like to welcome everyone to Ransom Notes. Frank McKay here. Much more importantly, Kathy Ransom is our host each and every week. And you could see us visually. You could see us on TV. You could see us on uh, the internet, uh, documentary. You can certainly hear us all the time. And you could read the, the book, Ransom Notes, and uh, the, the pearls of, of wisdom in, embedded in, uh, in Ransom Notes. But without further ado, let me bring back uh, and to the new year. All right, we're here embedded in the new year. Uh, Kathy Ransom, how are you? Happy New Year, Frank. It's our first recording since the the bells of New Year and the bubble or the balloon came down in New York City, and yep. we start out with a new year. Have you made your uh, uh, resolutions for the year, Frank? Yeah, I, I usually make a big long list, and they're you know they're goals and they're hopefully things that will will make uh, everyone around us better. But yeah, I have a whole list of them. It's not just one, but uh, and 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 I'm gonna I'm gonna be diligent. I'm gonna really try, really try to to get through this list. Uh, I, I imagine you have as well. Well, I'm not real good at at, at uh, resolutions. I'm not. I think they say about forty-five, roughly forty-five percent of the people make one, and most of them have forgotten them within two weeks. The research sort of suggests, wow. yeah. uh, and that only about nine percent of those who make of the forty-some percent who make them at all, only about nine percent of them really carry them out till the end of the year. But I think I make sort of subconscious goals, like one of my goals. And then we'll move on. But one of my goals is I really would like to write a second book this year, Frank. I don't know that I can do it. Yeah. But, uh, you, uh, you know, I, if I don't do it pretty soon at my age, I, you know, they'll be writing my obituary as opposed <laughs> to me writing new essays. Uh-huh. And that's not good. But I want to ask you a question. I understand that right now, as we talk, that you are in the wonderful country of Egypt. I've been there a couple, three times. I love the area. I adore going to see the pyramids. Years ago, I got to climb inside, up, clear to the very top, near the top where the bodies were actually buried. And you went up. I don't know if you got to do it, but we had to climb sort of a, a, a slanted board that had like you, like chickens climb up, you know, to their nest. And there was a little, you know, I don't know what you call it, grass on the, on There's the board. A ramp so they don't fly. Yeah, a little ramp. And the last time we were there rather recently, we couldn't even get down in anywhere near the pyramids. You just looked at them with, like, not with binoculars, but anyway. But I want to talk about shoes. Do you, do you have special shoes or do you ever throw them into your suitcase? When you're going to places like Egypt or wherever, yeah, I have the the most comfortable walking shoes uh, that uh, that I could have. I have uh, a, a pair of black sneakers uh, that help me in the airport and you know and run when I have to and and uh, and and design for a lot of walking. Yeah, doubt, no question about it. Well, I wanted. I had a really strange uh, shoe story not long ago. I was at the beauty parlor. And I'm sitting there while Richard is working on my hair, and I glance down at his little stand, and there's this pair of 
black uh, canvas type shoes that are common that women wear today sitting there with no feet in them. They're just, and I look around and none of the women that are getting their hair fixed are sitting barefoot. I know they wouldn't fit Richard. And I say to him, what in the world are those shoes there for? And he said, well, my wife is having her feet have been swelling. Her daughter bought her a pair of shoes thinking that maybe she'd get them big enough so that they would slip on easily enough. Unfortunately, they were too big. So they went from too small to too big. And he said, I thought, I'll just bring them here and I said, and see if somebody could use them. I thought, ho, 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 ho. So I asked him what size they were, and you will never believe it, but they were eight and a half, my very shoe size. Wow. Well, guess, guess what? I walked out with this new pair of shoes, and they were wonderful. But as I'm writing, Richard, a thank you note, I stop and think, wow. You know, in the Bible, there are really some very strange and interesting stories that revolve around shoes or around feet. Now, if I say that, you know what I'm going to do. I'm going to ask you. Yeah. Can you think of any important spots in the Bible where shoes and feet, or feet, were really sort of important? Well, uh, sandals come up quite a bit in, in the Bible, but uh, also uh, Jesus washing the feet of who? Ah. Is, that where you, is that where you were going? The washing of well, that's my that's my fifth illustration. So we'll start with five. Yeah, that is great. Well, what it, when somebody washes your feet, what does that really illustrate about the person that's doing the washing? A uh, 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 humility, a um, uh, the ability to be to be humble, um, someone that is uh, is showing care for uh, for you. But also, uh, you would think subserviency, in, in a sense, right? Uh, to be subservient, you would think that is something that a, that a servant would do. And I'm using the word servant um, because that's probably what they would use in, say, say, the Bible. But somebody who is subservient to someone else would wash their feet, would you say? And that's right. And it's, it's very interesting where you're located. My most humbling experience in relation to this topic was we were on a cruise down the, the Nile River. We stopped, which would be along the edge of Egypt, your country, yep. which, which you're standing now. We were allowed to get off the boat, went down, they put chairs on the beach. We could wade into the river. They brought food to us. Or drinks, you know, something to sort of drink as you were sitting in the chair. <clears throat> but the interesting part is as we returned to the boat, there were two chairs sitting there. We were invited to sit in one of them. And then one of the workers on the boat, you know what I'm going to tell you, he did. He asked us to take our shoes off, which basically were already off because we'd been in the water. And he sat and washed our feet. Wow. Because they didn't want to sand, of course, in the boat. Ah. But immediately, immediately, I thought of Jesus, the king, got down on his knees and washed the feet of his disciples shortly before his crucifixion. And they did not want him to do that because they wanted to reverse it, Peter particularly, reverse it. But sometimes 
it is good for us to be humble, and certainly the Lord is humble. So when I, whenever I think of humility, I now think of washing the feet. I've got a couple of other stories and we, that I would like to remind us about feet. One of them is an amazing thing. Uh, I recently had a pair of shoes that wore out. I was taking them out in the snow, and suddenly I've taken about two steps, and I hear flop, 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 and they had completely worn off, and the sole was falling off. So obviously I threw them away. But then I read from Deuteronomy, when the children of Israel were walking across that 40 years in the desert, in the wilderness, as they escaped Egypt, and one of the things that I had never read before, ever, was it says that in Egypt, it says, during the 40 years that I led you through the wilderness, your clothes did not wear out, and then it adds this wonderful sentence, nor did the sandals on your feet. They walked for 40 years, Frank, and those shoes never wore out. Now, my crazy head said, that might make work, but what if you were one of the children of Israel? And what happens to kids' feet over 40 years? They grow. Bingo. How in the world, well, we know the Lord can do anything, but he must have made those shoes grow <laughs> to fit their feet, because I'm sure that a five-year-old 40 years later as a 45-year-old did not have the same size feet. Right. Because it wouldn't hold, it wouldn't hold up an adult body. So the Lord, we see the power that he can do and that he's going to take care of us. And all of us, as we face 2023, this new year, this country with conflict, with groups hating each other and all of that, he's still going to be with us. If we stay in touch with him, yeah. he's going to keep our feet shod with preparation. And then I sort of share with a third suggestion about our feet. You've probably heard of they you put on the whole armor of God. You remember that passage in Ephesians? Yes. One of those deals with feet. And it says that we are to put on the shoes of a peace that if we're going to be a follower of his, we need to be peaceful. We need to show that God is love. If there was ever a message for our country right now, after we've just experienced things in the political world, as we think about wars in our country, what a time to say, Christians, we need to be peaceful. It's always good to chat with you, Frank. Wonderful. But so keep peaceful. Yeah, uh, uh, just wonderful words and wonderful uh, uh, analogies. Uh, do you have a final thought for us? Well, can we switch to something silly? Yeah. I got a joke. Go ahead. Okay. <clears throat> a wife invited some people to dinner. At the table, she turned to her six-year-old daughter and said, hmm, would you like to say the blessing? And the little girl said, I wouldn't know what to say. So the mom said, well, just, you know, just say what you hear mama say. So the daughter bowed her head and said, dear Lord, 
Why in earth would I invite all these people to dinner? <laughs> imagine you were the guest at that table. Oh, I could imagine the mother's face. That is incredible. Uh, that's that's very very funny. Kathy Ransom, thank you, and uh, thank you all. For <laughs> thank you all for tuning in. I have four kids, and I could just imagine something like that coming out of one of the little ones when they were little. But uh, Frank McKay here signing off. Uh, uh, we'll see you next time on Ransom Notes. You've been listening to Breaking It Down. With Frank McKay, the most intriguing talk in talk radio. Talk radio.